Today on the Craft Room Podcast, let's talk about Copic markers again. This is episode 15. Welcome to the Craft Room Podcast. I'm your host, Dawn Lewis, professional crafter, craft teacher, and all-round craft enthusiast. This podcast will help you get great value from your craft supplies and perhaps help you discover new techniques, ideas, and products to take your crafting to the next level. There is so much craft to talk about, so let's dive right in. Hello, welcome to the Craft Room Podcast. And if this is your first time listening, a very special welcome to you. Now, firstly, I would like to apologize for my husky voice. I've had a bit of a nasty cold virus for the past couple of weeks. Please bear with me. I just didn't want to have another big pause in the podcast again. Now, in the last episode, episode 14, we talked a lot about what Copic markers are, the difference between the styles of marker, the codes, and a little bit about the Zero Colorless Blender. If you haven't heard that episode yet, I'll link to it in the show notes. And I really did want to cover everything in one episode, but pretty soon I realized it was going to be far too long and probably a bit of information overload, hence why we now have this two-part Copic Q&A series on the podcast. Now today, let's tackle another of the most frequently asked questions regarding Copic markers. It usually goes a little something like, I can't afford Copic markers. Are the cheap alcohol markers just as good or just the same? And I am always very interested in seeing the different answers because we can only answer a question like that from our own research and personal experience. Now, I've seen people answer with a simple yes or no, but I believe there's more to this question. The person asking it doesn't usually want a simple yes or no. What they may be seeking is information to help them make an informed purchasing decision. They need the why. Making a decision about which brand of alcohol markers to purchase, it hinges on a lot of variables. And there are some questions you can ask yourself or the person asking the question to help with that decision-making process. So things like what type of coloring do you like to do or what type of coloring do you want to do? Why are you thinking about investing in alcohol markers? Uh, What are you hoping to use them for? Cards or planners or art or work or whatever. Uh, Do you already have some alcohol markers? Do you want to invest in a good quality marker to last a lifetime? Or are you looking to dabble for a little bit of fun right now? Not all alcohol markers are designed for lifetime use. Some are single use, some are refillable. Uh, Some have fixed nibs and some offer replacement nibs. And from what I've seen, there are few who have as large a color range as Copic. Some offer sets which are designed to blend well, like a set of three or four that are designed to work together. Others have very few colors that blend at all. The ink formula, it's going to differ from brand to brand. Some of them do blend really, really well and others just don't. So if the person asking the question really wants those gorgeous, seamless, you know, those blends that Copic markers are known for, they may come close with some brands. They may get what they want, but rarely are they going to get that with a single use super cheap marker. Now, if you just want to have a play and you're not worried about smooth blends and you don't want them for life, then yes, a less expensive marker is going to meet your needs. If you want to use alcohol markers in your planner, you really do need to be aware that they are going to soak through the page and depending on your paper thickness, they're going to soak through one or two or three or four or five pages behind that alcohol markers soak through they bleed that's part of what they do it's how they work 
Uh, if you want to use them in your planner, really the best option is to use them on a sticker and then you can add it into your page. Now, if you are right at the beginning and you have no idea whether you're going to enjoy even using them or not, I highly recommend taking a class with a certified Copic instructor. Now, yes, anyone can teach Copic colouring. You don't have to be a certified instructor. But there are a lot of Copic myths out there and without even realising it and certainly without meaning to, an uncertified instructor could be giving out incorrect information. Certified instructors go through an intensive in-person course that's run by the Copic distribution company in their country and they are provided with reference materials and hands-on instruction. It's a really full-on day. They know their stuff. By taking a lesson, you're going to learn about all the things that the markers can do. You get hands-on practice, you can ask questions, your instructor can help you refine your colouring technique right there on the spot, see what you're doing right, see what you're doing wrong, so that you get the best results. You get to try it out and after a couple of hours, you're going to know, do you love this enough to keep learning and start building a Copic collection? So taking a class, you might think, oh, I don't know if I'm going to take a class, I can figure it out for myself. It may actually be the more affordable option. Take a class, try them out, get hands on and figure out for yourself do I like these? Do I really want these Copic markers? Another thing that you need to consider is cost versus value. So let's talk about that. The price of markers and re-inkers is going to vary from retailer to retailer. But as an example, a sketch marker is currently $8.95 in my store. Now, assuming that you do regular marker maintenance and you don't drop them or step on them or run over them with your car or damage your marker, it's supposed to last you a lifetime. When that marker runs dry, you can purchase a reinker, which costs around the $12 mark. From that one bottle, you can actually refill a sketch marker at least 13 times. Now that is less than $1 per refill, which is most definitely cheaper than buying a new marker every time it runs dry. Yes, it's a bigger outlay up front, so the cost seems high. But if you are like me and you use your markers a lot and plan to use them for decades to come, they are better value. If you opt for a cheaper marker that can't be refilled, let's say they're $4 each, the cost over the initial purchase and then 13 subsequent purchases is significantly higher. So let's say you want to get the same lifespan from a sketch marker with a refill and 14 individual markers. Let's assume that they have the same capacity of ink barrel. I think we should do the math. So one sketch marker plus one re-inker is going to give you 14 full barrels of ink to play with. It's going to cost you $20.95. If you want to have 14 full barrels from a $4 one single use marker, multiply that $4 by 14, the cost is $56. That is a whopping $35.05 extra to use those cheap non-refillable markers over the same amount of time and colouring. And this leads me to really think about the environmental impact that this decision can have. And this is assuming that, you know, you're going to use the single use markers for a prolonged period. The sketch marker, that stays with you for decades, for life. The re-inker container, they're recyclable. So out of those 14 full barrel uses, one small container gets recycled and one marker stays with you. 
whereas those single-use markers, they're all going to end up in landfill because they're not recyclable. Now, for some people, this is really important. and For others, maybe not so much. But here's the thing. Each of us have different priorities. We have different values, different spaces available, different budgets, and these are all going to impact us in our decision-making process. These things are also not etched in stone. Our circumstances change, our priorities change, our budgets change, the space available changes, we change. And so the decisions that you are making now regarding your alcohol market purchase It can also change. Your budget might not allow for you to have them now, but it might in the future. So when you make this decision about which markers you want to use, don't feel like that's locked in. That's not a one-off decision that you need to make and be stuck with. If you decide to get Copic markers now and then you're four or five years down the track, you're going, I just never use these. You could probably quite confidently sell that entire collection and somebody else would be very excited to have them. It just means that you can change your mind and if environmental factors aren't important to you now but become important to you in the future, you can change your mind. Isn't that a wonderful thing that when presented with new information or a new phase in life, we get to make a change. Now, now let's talk about the Copic re-inkers because it can be a little daunting. And if the expense of re-inkers is the one thing that's keeping you from choosing Copic markers, did you know that some Copic stockists offer a re-inking service. There aren't many in Australia that I know of who offer this service. In fact, I'm very new to this. It's a brand new service that I've just started to offer as part of my store's Copic services because I get it. I mean, re-inkers, they're a big outlay. I specifically remember the day I had to re-ink my first marker. I had to buy my first re-inker and I was cross. I had a really tiny marker collection. I didn't want to spend money on re-inkers. I wanted to add more colors, but it had to be done. Now, here's the thing with a re-inking service. You're going to pay a little more per re-ink to pay someone else to do it because you're paying for a service. Someone else is actually going to do that task for you. However, if you hit this day where you've got 10 markers that have all run dry all at once, having someone else re-ink them for you is going to cost less than going out and buying all 10 re-inkers. So it's a good stopgap at the very least until you're ready to buy those refill bottles for yourself. Now I'm going to link to my re-inking service in the show notes and on that page you'll also find tons of pro tips for marker maintenance and a few Copic myths busted. It's an excellent resource so even if you're not looking at re-inking right now Go check it out because it's got a lot of great information. Now, over the past 10 years, I've tried a few other styles of alcohol markers, but I've got to say, I always come back to Copic. I started small. I shopped around. I put them on my birthday and Christmas wish lists, and I kept a chart so I didn't double up on my purchases. And it's taken me 10 years to complete my collection. This leads me to another very common question. Actually, it's more like two questions. I see it all the time. Which colors should I start with? And it's it's fairly closely followed by, do I need all of the colors? Now, in short, you do not need all of the colors. You may want them all, but you don't actually need them all. There are some colors in my collection that have 
never used and some that I rarely use. I find myself going back to my favorite color combos time and time again. Now, of course, there are exceptions to that rule. And if your profession makes use of the full collection, who am I to deny you? Absolutely go for it. If your budget allows you to get the full collection and you want it and you've got space for it, have at it. Fantastic. But you do not need all of the colors. And as for the ideal colors to start with, it depends entirely on what you're going to be coloring and your personal tasting colors. If you want to achieve smooth color blend from light to dark, ideally you'd start with three markers in a natural color blending family, which means you need to take note of the marker codes, which we talked about in the last episode. The letter should be the same, the first number should be the same, and the last numbers should ideally be one, two, or three apart. One of my most used combinations is E50, E51 and E53. They're all E50s and they're really close together. Consequently, they blend really, really well. And I use this combo for skin tones and anything cream colored like clothing or sails, uh, even blonde hair when I'm using a different combo for skin. E50 was actually the first re-inker that I bought. Because I used this combo so often, I colored a lot of people's stamps in the beginning and uh, it's the palest color in my combo that I used the most. Therefore, the E50 was covering the most ground. I was using it more than anything. In any combo, it's the pale color that you color across the entire image. And so the pale color in your most used combo is gonna be the first one that runs dry. Plus, I was using this combo in chow markers because it was cheaper to buy and, and those colors came in chow and being a chow, smaller barrel, less ink, it ran dry pretty, pretty quick. So an E50 was the first reinker that I bought. I'm actually almost emptied that. And this is the thing, it's taken me nine years, nine and a half years to get through that. So, you know, I've really got my money's worth of that first reinker that I bought and I'm about to finish it. I reckon I reckon it's got two, maybe one and a half barrels worth of reinking in it and then I'll go over and I've got another one waiting to replace it. And when you're choosing your starter colors, think about how versatile they're going to be. Can you color different types of things with this combination? Do you like bright colors or do you prefer muted tones? If you're all about the brights, start with brights. If you enjoy neutrals, start with those. Uh, one of the first color combos I used to uh, suggest to people in my classes was the E50s if they were coloring people, but if not, the E30s is a fantastic combo. It's a beautiful middle of the road brown. You can use it for hair, trees, treasure chests, park benches, anything made with wood. It's a fantastic, fairly run-of-the-mill middle brown color that you can use for a lot of different things. And if your Copic stockist doesn't have the colors that you want, ask them if they're willing to order them in for you. Personally, I offer a pre-order service and I'm happy to order in specific markers for people. I also love helping people choose colors that are gonna work with their existing collection 
or expanding out into a new color family. And when it comes to choosing colors, having a chart is really helpful. I will link in the show notes to where you can download a chart. Uh, anything that you're looking for Copic resource-wise, you can actually go to dawnlewis.com.au backslash Copic and there are links to all sorts of things. The color wheel, a blank Copic chart, a fantastic resource that I highly recommend when you're really getting into Copics is the Sandy Olnock Copic hex chart it's a digital download it's very affordable and honestly it's helped me pull together color combos i might never have considered before it is the thing that helps you move out of natural color blending families and start pulling together colors that uh, you wouldn't naturally to go together but amazingly they do I don't get a kickback from recommending this. I'm not an affiliate or anything like that. I just genuinely think that this is a really excellent tool. Uh, you can do a quick Google image search and it's going to show you a completed hex chart. It's a beautiful site. It can also give you an idea of which color combos you might like to try next. Another great resource is Pinterest. Oh, seriously, Pinterest. I will link to my Copic board on Pinterest in the show notes as well. There are some great resources in there and you if you're on Pinterest as well create a board use it as your personal Copic reference guide when you see a color combo that you really like throw it onto your Copic Pinterest board I know some of you might be wishing I could just give you a list of colors to start with but what's right for one is not going to be right for another and so what I can do is show some of my favorite combos and hopefully you'll see something that you like to see all of this stuff that I've mentioned today, links to everything, check out the full transcript of this episode at dawnlewis.com.au backslash podcast 15. That's numbers one, five. You'll find all the links, some great references to help you decide on colors. And if you have any burning Copic questions that I haven't covered in episodes 14 and 15, I would love to hear from you. Tell me, what else would you like to know about Copic markers? And I'll be delighted to answer. Thanks so much for joining me in the craft room today. You can find links and other information about today's episode in the show notes. And if you enjoyed this episode, please consider sharing it with a friend or leaving a review on iTunes or Stitcher. I'd really appreciate that. I do hope you have a very crafty day and I will see you next time. Bye for now.